Hi and welcome to episode 16 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of TIR and I'm a wedding photographer too. Today I'm really excited to have the fab Lauren Brimhall with us. Lauren was joint first in the USA on This Is Reportage for 2019 and has won countless awards from other associations too. Stick with us today as Lauren shares all about the things she keeps in mind while shooting, perseverance and work ethic, the story behind a specific reportage award of hers, the one with the bear, learning from her own work, the importance of personality in weddings, the dangerous and or bizarre situations she puts herself into to capture moments and much more. Hey Lauren, how are you doing? Hey Alan, I'm good, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, super. Where in America are you? New Jersey. Oh, okay, cool. Do you know what? I'm really bad. I've been to America like six times now, but only to Las Vegas. I've never been anywhere else in America. It's bad, isn't it? I really need to visit well, more. WPPI, I guess, you know, my yeah. gambling. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you go to WPPI? Mm, I've been there once and weirdly enough, it was before I was a wedding photographer. I was you know, working for some photography magazines. So I was there for that as like an employee. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So you've not, you've not been back since doing weddings yourself? No, no, no. It was just a bunch of people selling stuff. So I <laughs> didn't particularly, at least then, I mean, not being into the, you know, the workshops that happen and stuff at that. Yeah. And how, so, so what are you doing at the moment? So it's quiet season. What do you do in the, in the quiet season? Oh man, what haven't I done? <laughs> Sometimes I paint. Uh, I've written an entire young adult novel called Zoe Zombie, which I'm oh, wow. still, I found an agent for it, but it never, never really panned out. But it's still 35,000 words of my life from like a couple of years back. Wow. I, yeah, know, that's I a find something, crochet giant blankets. I know I'm like old lady like that, but. <laughs> uh, you, you, you keep busy by the sounds of it. That's cool. Wow. That's cool. A young adult novel. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I like it. I don't know. <laughs> what was the synopsis? So it's about, what did you say it was called? Zoe Zombie. Zoe Zombie. Yeah, it's about like a teenage girl who, you know, she's dead and she's a zombie, but obviously she's <laughs> she's still alive. So she dresses as a human to go to a regular school with regular kids. So she uh-huh. kind of like has to put on all this perfume and makeup and cover up <laughs> all her deadness. And uh, yeah, she like, and she actually is supposed to live in this world that's alive, but not, that's dead, but where everything's dead that is alive and everything that's alive is dead. So it's like a bizarro uh, <laughs> world. And I don't know, they fight this. It's, I don't know, in the words of Twilight Volturi kind of deal. It's okay. complicated. But <laughs> oh, that sounds really cool. That sounds great. <laughs> um, congratulations, by the way, on being, you were joint first in the United States for this reportage in 2019, which is, a, which is awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, your group is awesome. I really, I really enjoy, you know, the restrictions that you put on, you know, the award winners having the authenticity there is what really attracted me to this group and especially the story awards, which, you know, isn't that what we're all aiming for is just to be better storytellers. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And it's great having um, you part of it. And yeah, you did. You did so well last year. It's awesome. So take us back to the to the young Lauren, you know, when you were young, did you what were you like at school? Did you did you always want to be a photographer? Oh, no, but I was always creative and reasonable at the same time. So, you know, I kind of wanted to be an artist of some kind or a writer, but write like novels and and stories and stuff like that. But I realized that I would never make money doing that. So I decided to be like a journalist. And that's what I majored in in college. I did take photography there. I 
I had a fine art minor uh, with photography and other stuff like that. And uh, my first job out of college was writing for photography magazines. Oh, right. So, yeah, that's I met some of the best photographers of like 2005 and when digital was really first starting to come into its own like David J and I interviewed them for articles I went to WPPI and I kind of got really um interested but it wasn't until I got married and had to pay a fuck ton of money to my own <laughs> wedding photographer that I thought maybe I can make money at this <laughs> and so I started doing it for a living you know I quit my journalism job and you know that was pretty good job. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a that's a big salary to leave behind, I guess, as well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a managing editor for a um, magazine called Government Food Service in New York when I stopped writing. So it oh, was wow. <laughs> it was like twenty five. <laughs> oh right, okay. And and how did you how did you get your very first wedding then? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, so much work. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I really couldn't find, well, I didn't want to just go shoot a wedding, you know, without any experience or training in weddings. And I knew I didn't have the right equipment. So what I really wanted to do was second shoot first. And I couldn't find anybody in New Jersey or, or in Pennsylvania. I was living in Pennsylvania at the time who would let me come second shoot for them. Uh, They're like, oh, you don't, you haven't done your time. Like you, you know, why would I help you? I've spent so much time learning all of this stuff. So I ended up flying to Alabama on my own dime to shoot one of my first weddings with um, a guy named Mark Turner. And I, I paid my own way there. I second shot for free just to learn. Uh, So that was one of my first weddings. And then after that, you know, I kind of found some people. I was really um, cheap (laughs) to the point (laughs) want to admit it <laughs> yeah no you got it. it's a good way to start though isn't it it's a good way to start yeah and the girl who's engaged some people whose engagements I shot finally talked me into shooting their wedding it's like fine I'll buy stuff some flashes or something <laughs> <laughs> well it must have gone well as well though. but I, although I love this quote on your TIR profile you said um I've been photographing moments since before moments were a thing my very first wedding was awful because I did just that but didn't yet know how to do it right so <laughs> what was that first wedding like then? Was that, is that the first wedding you, you shot on your own or? Yeah, I, mean, I think actually that was the one that I shot with, um, that was, I was second shooting. Oh, so okay. I was second shooting with Mark Turner and I shot everything on like Aperture Priority. Oh, and, yeah. I, you know, I was still, I was still doing moments and, you know, some of the stuff is my weird sense of humor. You know, I was taking pictures of them cutting some greenery that they didn't want off of their bouquets and trying to find creative angles for it. And it was just all, it was all crap, you know, (laughs) flowers instead of the expressions in the background kind of stuff. But I've been doing, you know, I've always been interested in just capturing like what's unique about people's weddings and not just like the stereotypical stuff so even if I look back at my very first weddings they all show some weird shit like that it's just (laughs) it's in there it's been in there from the beginning and so uh, I've always I've always loved the different (laughs) that's cool it's so important that the difference though isn't it and did you always know then really that you wanted to approach weddings in a documentary way or did you experiment with different styles or did you always know you're going to be documentary I mean, I was pretty much like, what is a style? (laughs) I mean, I didn't, I wasn't trying to identify myself or my style or anything like that. I just really liked, you know, taking pictures. You know, my favorite thing to do before I was a wedding photographer was to go out drinking for hours and hours and then come home and look at my photos the next day. Oh, cool. 
sobered up and be like, I don't remember this happening. This is hilarious. And post it all on Facebook. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's just part of who I am. I love, I love reliving memories that would have otherwise been lost if there hadn't been a camera there. That is cool. And now you're giving that to other people when, uh, if they drink a bit too much in their wedding, they've got the photos to see well, what actually happens. I mean, because a lot of the moments happen between guests and you know or they're distracted because you know they're exchanging rings they don't even see what's going on off to the side there and some you know dog is licking a flower girl or you know oh, they, yeah. they can see everything that we can see at the same time so I love giving them like an entire an entirely different aspect a different version of their wedding than the one that they probably will remember and my version will eventually become their version, which is really interesting because I've been married for 10 years now and I literally remember nothing that wasn't photographed. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Isn't it? I never really thought about it like that. How, yeah, your version becomes their version. That's quite a, a quite a power almost, really. It, it really is. And, you know, as much as we like to think in that moment, I am never going to forget this. The sad reality is that our brains cannot hold on to this stuff for that long. You think of any one day, the most important day in your life, more than 10 years back, and you're not going to, you're going to remember bits and pieces. It's like nothing. Like we give thousands of photos. We give thousands of memories back to people. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. That is a, a great way to look at it as well. That's really cool. Are you, um, are you still in touch with your particular wedding photographer? Yeah, actually, I love him. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, his name's Jared Wilson, and he's in Colorado. Hi, Jared, if you're listening. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he did he did a great job. I mean, documentary, I didn't feel like the PJ style was as much of a thing back then, but I did get a few gems. Like, my favorite photos, even looking back, are, like, of my two sisters, and we have this tumultuous relationship, you know, okay. crying, at tears of joy at my wedding, you know, like, like, oh, they do love me. <laughs> you oh. know? So, you know, I still have those those few moments, you know, to hang on to because of him. So, you know, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So let's change tack slightly. Um, other than wedding photography, what are you really passionate about? My kids, my family, oh. you know, I, you know, you're always just trying to be better than you know, the generation before you, <laughs> you know, you brought up family earlier. And I think that um, I'm just trying to be a good mom and be a good provider. And that's pretty much the most important thing to me other than the photography is a means to that for sure. But I mean, it does fulfill my creative soul, which I need, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's for them too. Oh yeah. They're the most important things without, without a doubt. No. How many kids have you got? Just two, Austin and Jackson. Jaxie is five and Austin is seven and she is just talented little pip and he loves dinosaurs and is completely obsessed with them <laughs> oh, that's cool oh i'm similar i've got a boy and a girl um five five and eight so very similar ages um oh, yeah no it's it's a really cute kind of magical age <laughs> it's cool isn't it it kind of kind of part of me wants them to stay that age that's i know so... i know <laughs> How do you find, um, you know, that balance between being a mom and, and having such a busy job as a wedding photographer? I, I am grateful for my job as a wedding photographer because I'm here even though I'm only partially present if I'm like sitting here editing photos or answering calls or whatever. Like I'm st I still get to be in the same house with them, the same space. I can go to them for hugs anytime I want. They can come here, you know, if they get hurt and bruises and you know I'll give I'll give them love and band-aids and it's just 
you know, I still feel more present than I would be able to be if I just wasn't here at all. So, you know, as as much as I feel like, oh man, I really need to get away from this computer. I'm, I'm just happy for whatever I get. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's a great way to look at it as well. And we do, you know, often we complain about how busy we are, but we, we do see, a, like as a father, you know, I, I feel lucky that I've seen my kids more than a normal kind of nine to five dad, really, who sometimes only comes home after work and sees their kid just going to bed. You know, I've, I've seen them a lot, especially when they were tiny. So there's a lot of good sides there. Yeah, definitely. And my husband works odd hours too. So if I had a nine to five, we'd pretty much never see each other. And oh, right, yeah, yeah. that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, if you won the lottery, what would you spend it on? <laughs> this is a funny one. Oh, man. I'm not the type of person who even wants things. Honestly, cool. like I don't. My husband has to really get creative at the holidays, you know, birthdays and Christmas and stuff because I don't, I can't think of anything that I, that I really want for. Um, I think I would just save it. I would just save it for their weddings and their colleges. That's pretty much what I save all my money for is for my kids. You sound like a super mom. It's lovely. No, I mean, I'm fiscally responsible. I don't know. That would be most of what I'd spend it on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's lovely. I think that's a lovely answer. That's really nice. Um, Do you have, you know, going back to you shooting again, do you have any particularly helpful philosophies or thoughts that you keep in your mind while shooting? Definitely. I have quite a few that I like to think about that really kind of push me to work a little bit harder at every wedding. And one of them is that, a award-winning moment happens at every wedding. You know, there are maybe three, 500 guests at each wedding. You know, obviously we can't be everywhere at once, but if you think about all of the moments that happen, all the expressions that are happening, like every little thing that's going on at that wedding with those people interacting with each other, somewhere in there, there was an award-winning moment. It's just a matter of like how hard you can work to capture it. Mm-hmm. And I really pushed myself to follow another philosophy, which is, you know, try to photograph the entire wedding from start to finish without taking breaks. Like, we spend so much time, you know, vegging out inside our own heads, you know, kind of walking around, like observing, eating cocktail or food or whatever. But (laughs) I try to just like see what happens if I shoot constantly and look for moments constantly. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a guest or the bride and groom, you know, we know when we're supposed to be on. We know like during the ceremony when they're exchanging rings, you know, we've got that camera to our face. It's all those other moments when we're just kind of mentally resting where I try to force myself to, you know, keep going, you know, and it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely really hard to shoot an entire wedding start to finish that way. Yeah, intense. (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though and I think and actually um that reminds me of the you wrote a a really good um this is how piece for us about a shot of the flower girl peeking through her dress Mm -hmm. um and I know that to me it was about you sensing what you know that you might be able to get a really great capture here and your perseverance throughout the day to get it and I guess that's what you were just talking about there really kind of you know you know your intense perseverance and just working non-stop until you get what you're looking for yeah, I mean, you have you have a kid with as much personality as that kid had, and then you have this huge, awesome Thule dress, and I just, I love texture, I love things coming at my camera, I love spontaneity, I love expressions, I love children. I knew somewhere in the course of that day that some amazing award-winning moment 
was likely to happen. And it was just a test of whether or not I was going to be there to capture it. And obviously I just can't follow one kid the entire day, which is the only thing that irks me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I did, I, I just kept with it. It was one of the last five shots of my night. And, uh, you know, I didn't think I got it until I went through my photos. So that's another tip that I like to give people. Like, go through your own photos. You never know what's in there. I mean, you, we take so many photos. If you outsource them, especially if you don't even call them yourself, you have no idea what's in there. So <laughs> That's true. I can't imagine. I, I, I understand why some people outsource their editing, but I don't understand how people outsource their culling as well some people do don't they I just can't understand that. too much trust me yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, culling is a great process for really forcing yourself to improve because you have to look at all of your mistakes and say how why did I do this why did I make this mistake what's wrong with this shot you know like look at all your settings and ask yourself like why didn't this one come out? Even if it's not a good shot, I'm like, wait, why didn't it come out? It should have come out. They should all come out. You know, it's like that's a yeah. really that's a really positive way of looking at it because that's really good. I should have that in mind when when I do my call. It's like soul destroying. It's like, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Rub it. Um, and then when I get a few good ones, and when they bring them into Lightroom, then it's it's like, okay, I could do this job now. But yeah, I don't I don't like the call. How long does it take you to call a wedding? Uh, I think. I don't know. I, I can usually call a wedding in about two days. Right. So, you know, and that's with my sh one day for my shots, because that's just my mental stamina can only go so long. And then one day for the second shooter shots, like half a day for the second shooter shots, really. But then I find something else to do. So two days and then, you know, the editing. And I, I average like, I don't know, I 300 to my max is like 450 photos a day. I'm so slow. It's painfully slow. <laughs> You know, I'm always, again, I'm looking at every shot and I'm not just editing it. I'm asking myself, how could this shot have been better? And my brain just goes off on this huge tangent like, oh, I should have photographed it like this. Oh, man, what if I had like gone over here and done from this angle or whatever? And then the next wedding, you know, maybe something similar arises and I'm able to put that thought process to good use and make the next version of that shot even better. So, you know, it's it's worth the time I think <laughs> I think that's awesome I think that's such a great tip because I think I'm guilty of it I can when I'm editing I can sometimes you know almost zone out you know I'm, I'm I think I'm not thinking how could I have done this better and I I'm, perhaps I should be I think that's really good advice I mean yeah I mean when you're thinking about photography all day every day you know you have these kinds of thoughts that last year I gave myself a little bit of a mental break because it is it is so overwhelming it just takes over your life and um but yeah I'm I'm going getting more back into it now and you know I'm enjoying it as well so <laughs> that's good that's good do you have like some other photographers when they edit they listen to podcasts or they have like Netflix open on another screen do you do that or do you just very solely concentrating on the yeah on the... no I don't listen to any music I don't even listen to music although I think that might be nice but <laughs> I, I don't listen to music I don't watch podcasts I just if I'm editing I'm thinking about the photos I'm like I said I'm analyzing the photos I'm more than just editing them um, I'm also I mean I've seen complete crap shots get turned into like gold because I'm like oh let's go this way let's do this you know mm, that's <laughs> you, cool. you, the flower girl shot needed a lot of editing because the light was poor or I would have seen it sooner. I would have known when I took it, but you know, it was a candid moment. It was actually like real, which is why I don't think it's won a TIR award yet because nobody believes that it's actually a candid photo, but that... trust me, if you saw the original, you would believe me. That oh, I know. 
<laughs> I know I know from your this is how piece and you you know you included loads of your contact sheets and stuff and all the surrounding images so yeah I, I know that's not pose and but it's a good point actually because sometimes not just that shot but other people can sometimes think that images are posed just because they look so good you know but it's it's totally valid that sometimes great moments are captured and they're still totally natural you know but sometimes people just think they're posed because they're so good Definitely. Even my bloody wedding dress shot, the one with the little bit of blood on the edge of the wedding dress and her like ankle is bloody um, with the dirt on the dress. Everyone thinks that like she stopped and, you know, and posed for me, but she was literally jumping up and down on the dance floor. I wasn't trying to get that shot. I was trying to get like kind of the underskirt of her in the air. She was jumping and I caught that one on the land and I didn't see it till later again when I called the photos like, holy crap, she's bleeding. (laughs) This is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) yes blood (laughs) yeah so you know crop edit done it was awesome but it was really totally candid most of my stuff is I don't like telling people like what to do because when you tell people what to do and I got to give JD Land credit for this because he is awesome but you know when you tell people what to do for a moment photo the only memory they have of that photo is that you told them to do it yeah that's not giving somebody a memory back that's giving somebody garbage staged garbage yeah totally i totally agree with that that is like probably my main ethos on the day yeah totally uh cool let's change tack again slightly um if you could be someone else for a day living or dead who would you be oh my gosh (laughs) 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 Um, One of my cats, because they get more affection from my husband than I do. Oh, no. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. How many cats have you got? Three. Even the fat one. I mean, (laughs) I could be a fat cat and still get more snuggles. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Actually, you mentioned your cat because um, I interviewed another photographer uh, recently, and he's, he's afraid of cats. He has a proper fear of cats. I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the name is. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, so you, you don't waste time on the internet by watching videos of cats then? He was like, no. Don't. <laughs> um, what does it mean to be successful to you? You know what they say, living well <laughs> is the best revenge. You know, a lot of things happen that are negative in people's lives. And, you know, right now I'm going through some things with with my career where, you know, someone is trying to hurt me but that always just motivates me to just do even better I mean win more awards and go and make more people happy and book more weddings and you know I'm just gonna live better (laughs) that's cool yeah I mean you know I don't it's not like it's not like I have to be like a top photographer in the world or something you know if I'm if I'm working I'm providing for my kids you know I'm living well and I'm happy then that's that's all I need. That's success. That's cool. I think that's such, honestly, such a great answer. It really is. It's awesome. I mean, you sound, you sound really happy. I think for the most part, I'm, I'm a pretty happy person. When, <laughs> when I'm in a social environment, you know, I obviously have my days, but you know, I like talking to people. I spend so much time alone at this computer and with like a seven-year-old. Maybe she's <laughs> the best conversation that I have when my husband's gone. So I like talking to people. <laughs> no, that's cool. Because as you yeah, say, it can be quite a lonely industry, really, this job. 
Yeah, it definitely can. I do miss that aspect of, you know, working nine to five was just having people in the office to talk to. But on wedding days, you know, personality is a lot of it too. You know, your, your personality is really driving, you know, a lot of the moments at their wedding, even if you're not directing things, if you're happy and you're laughing and you're giddy and you're silly or whatever, they're gonna kind of get rubbed off on a little Mm -hmm. bit you know like I can't help if I smile or laugh at moments and like laughing is contagious so Mm -hmm. you know it it makes people more comfortable being themselves when you're so open and it makes them you know open up to those moments to having those moments in front of you yeah honestly I was just nodding you can't see me because I'm nodding to all of that (laughs) I think that's that's really great. That is so important. The personality side of it is vital. Um, and like the, if the, if you were the opposite, if you were, if you know, if you were scowling or, you know, mm-hmm. looking like you didn't want to be there, people would pick up on that as well. And you, you wouldn't be able to get them off their guard and get the moments. Oh, definitely. You know, and I, I love, that's one of my, my tips I like to, to teach too is, make fast friends with, you know, old people. They hate having their picture taken there, mm-hmm. but they know, you know, that, the bride and groom want grandparents photos you know you you never know what's going to happen after the wedding and so they're kind of vip i make friends with, i i will break them down i love old people <laughs> i get them talking and you know joke with them and kids too you know i love talking about my kids i ask them their ages and you know play with them i've literally spent you know 15 minutes at a reception playing a card game with kids no. like you know the the two little kids that are under the table mm. um it was like a fearless award that I got where they're just their legs are sticking out I was under that table with them moments before just playing cards with them you know make make fast friends with you know even their parents you know because their parents are like yeah you know go do this with with them and um yeah it's personality is definitely big (laughs) yeah totally that's cool very cool um and you you mentioned about you you're teaching there so you teach workshops and you've spoken at, at conferences and things do you enjoy that side the teaching side Definitely. I really enjoyed it. I think um, working with Rich showed me that I definitely need to come out of my shell a little bit more because uh, he is so extroverted and I'm like an introvert struggling to be like more extroverted. Like, uh, who was it that Philippe Swiggers who spoke at that conference? Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're like, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm but yeah, I'm working on it, and I do think I have really valuable things to say. And oh, totally! I like, I have really enjoyed the students. I'm still in touch with all of them, and I really, you know, that was my one real teaching experience so far. So, but wow. I, I've seen such great work from them since. Oh my gosh, Kathy, she, Kathy Hogan, but she was like, she reached out to me and like, this shot is fantastic. She's like, look, I took it that way because you told me to take it that way because she had such a similar shot during the workshop. And I was like, why are you over here? Get in their faces. Like, be over here. And it was just great. So I was really excited about, like, to see the success, you know, of somebody else, yeah. you know, and say, like, oh, my God, I did it that way because of you. And you're like, oh. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really rewarding, isn't it? That's really cool right. that you've you've had an effect on someone like that. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I definitely I'm really happy that I had that opportunity so you know do you do, yeah you're gonna do more of that I mean but you saying about being an introvert you can still be an introvert and still do so well you know I think you just got to be yourself you don't sound very introverted on this call lady, by the way oh yeah <laughs> the social anxiety just comes out as the nurse nervous laughter but mm. it's still definitely there <laughs> trust me I'm sweating a lot <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's funny um has there been a specific turning point in your career you know something perhaps a certain wedding or award or some, something that's had a major impact on your career um I know that this is this is reportage but you know joining fearless was oh yeah you could talk about thing. anything that's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the turning point in my career I mean I have always just learned really easily through observation and just seeing such fantastic photos, like be part of, you know, being part of that group um, mm. really made me realize how much my photos still sucked. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really wanted to create work that was going to stand up to that level. And I have pushed myself since joining there, you know, just endlessly to, you know, make work that is literally just that good. And now I think, you know, it's the same with this group and all the others where, you know, I'm, I'm just really inspired. I learn through observation. I you can even look at somebody else's shot and say the same thing that I do with my own where, oh man, wouldn't this have been better if this happened over here or what, like we had photographed it this way. And I have the idea for like the next time I see a similar moment, you know, a different way of photographing it or, you know, something like that. So I definitely am constantly learning and being inspired by the work of other photographers who are just better. <laughs> 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 that's cool though yeah that's really cool I remember um joining fearless years ago and that was a big thing for me as well it is a big deal yeah I mean it's it was definitely outside the box of anything that I'd ever seen so cool is there, is there anything that kind of bugs you about our industry at all um some staging obviously which is why I'm such a fan of TIR is because mm. I really hate how we're getting to a point now where we're actually like staging moments to win awards. I mean, not we, cause I'm not doing this, but, no, of course, no, no. but you know, some people I know I've heard of our staging moments and sometimes it's really well done and you would never know. And this stuff is winning awards and it's really setting an impossible standard for, mm-hmm. you know, actually, you know, capturing real moments at times and some of the yeah. processing, which, you know, I don't really love the clip art, like kind of black, the, totally blacked out backgrounds or totally whited out backgrounds because you know right. there was like you know it was a terrible composition granted there's like one or two of those in my portfolio so no judgment <laughs> here i'm just no. saying just move on from this at some point <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's funny that's funny um what's what's a random fact about you that you think most people would be surprised to know uh that's a tough question yeah. <laughs> no sorry <laughs> Probably what you don't know will not hurt you. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there's anything that I want to share. There is definitely something that comes to mind. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, there's a reason that nobody knows it. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's funny. We'll save that for like a few years. We'll do like a, a podcast where we've had a bit of alcohol and then you'll tell the story then. Let me put it. Uh, yeah well I'll give you like I have a stuffed seal collection for now that's what you can have <laughs> yeah really wow cool <laughs> we'll take that we'll gladly take that um one of your reportage awards um literally contains a bear in it <laughs> which is awesome I love the way like maybe when you look at it you maybe don't notice it at first you know it's quite and then you see it which I I, I love that kind of factor about it it's like whoa there's a bear can can you tell us about that image 
it's funny because somebody actually challenged that image for like thinking I photoshopped it or something like, how does this happen? But uh, it was actually a zoo wedding. And it was another one of those weddings where it was like at a zoo. And I'm like, I know there's going to be fearless shots here. There's going to be reward winning, whatever TIR shots here. But I was like, am I going to be able to capture them? And it was one of those moments too, where I thought back to my philosophy where I should be working the whole time. I should be always trying to capture the moment. So I knew that she was getting ready to walk down the aisle. I could have just sat at the front of the aisle and waited for her to come down the aisle. But I was like, gosh, it's been like five minutes. I really hate being away for this long. So I went and I found her. I found her in the little room where they were feeding the bears out of. And there were just bears like right up against the glass. Trust me, people were staring at those bears, ooing and awing for like the longest time. Um, before I finally waited, I'm like, this is boring. You know, they're all just like gawking at the bears. It's so obvious or whatever. So I waited until they were totally over the bears. And there was a completely separate moment happening where she had just received a call that her cake wasn't coming. Oh, right. And, yeah. So she's on the phone. Her dress is dirty. They're cleaning her dress, which is the whole reason they're even in this room because she's about to walk down the aisle and she gets a call. Her cake isn't coming and the bear is up at the glass because, you know, that's where the, that's where they usually get food from. They're just expecting food. So they were there. Uh, OK. I was like, shoot, I got to get to like F8 or something here because everything is not going to be in focus. So I had to put a flash <laughs> on in this tiny little room and try to get a deeper focus. And it, that was really challenging because I was backed into a corner to even get that perspective. But yeah, I managed to, to get it at the last minute and then run down and capture her just getting down the aisle. But if I had just sat there the whole time, waited for her to come down the aisle the aisle because it's easier you know because it's less work I would have never had that photograph so once again like I worked a little harder I went the extra mile and I was rewarded for it so you know I try to you know inspire people to to work harder you know that's awesome yeah what a good example of your ethos paying off there I think that's so cool that's really cool um if people are listening to this you know on, on iTunes or whatnot you should go to the site this is reportage.com and I'll, I'll include that image there so you can you can see it it's brilliant it's so cool I love the way honestly you don't notice it at first and then it's just there it's like wow it's so cool, yeah, cool. <laughs> I can't believe some people thought that was fake I don't know. I mean, if I was going to Photoshop something into a photo to try to win an award, a bear would probably come to mind, but it's definitely <laughs> a real photo. So. That's so funny. You know, that's, I think that's, I, I always ask people what bugs them about the industry, but I think that's one thing for me specifically that bugs me about the industry is people just, just, just moaning about other photographers or, you know, but just saying horrible things on their work or something. I just can't stand it. I literally can't. Yeah. It's a little bit bitter. It's not really my style. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's nice. People don't do it. Honestly, I just think it's just a nice thing. You know, just be nice, people. Just be nice. Although I did just talk about the whole clip art thing, but I included myself in that. <laughs> no, you did. You know, like I said, it was like a trend. You know, we all go through trends, clothing, fashion, whatever. You know, I just oh no, of course, a trend that should you know that should keep phasing out kind of like selective coloring and oh yeah no, it's like, <laughs> what you just said was just a general thing I mean when people specifically say they literally write something on someone's actual image oh, on Instagram really? or something and I can't stand that I just go yeah, that's oh. not cool. yeah no, no if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all <laughs> exactly that is the, such a good life mantra you know I'm like the nicest critiquer ever I'm like I like say like five good things to make the good thing sandwich you know just put mm. those one or two like things that I think you could work on in there to you know make it a better photo and but like really let's go back to these great things yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool that is cool um 
what advice would you give to people who have been shooting for quite a long time, say maybe five or six, seven years, who are maybe, you know, not happy with their work or feeling a rut or they just they want their career to be going someplace that it isn't? Would you have any kind of advice to those kind of people? Hmm. I feel like I've totally been there. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. well, my my advice would be is things change every day. You know, you never know when one thing is going to happen to make you really appreciate what you're doing now and the opportunities that you have. You know, for me, like I was feeling like I was a little bit in a rut and, you know, somebody decided to defame me on the internet. And now I'm like, screw you. Like, I'm not quitting. Like, this is not, you know, the end. You're not deciding that. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be bigger, better than ever. You know, it's it's happened before where, you know, you just kind of feel like a little bit of burnout and like, you know, everything is the same. All the photos, you know, it's hard to find anything to really be impressed by, even with your own work. And you just kind of get that way. Find something to inspire you. Find something to like, find a charity project. Charity is great. You know, that when I'm in the off season and I'm looking for something, you know, positive to do I like coming up with projects and just do something that feeds your soul or you know kind of get you back to it or think of it you know think of it in a way that you know makes it positive for you again mm, that's cool and what are you talking about inspiration there what inspires you um like I said I really just enjoy that whole concept of you know giving people their memories back when I receive mm. emails and you know good reviews from my clients and you know just like these words, you know, of what the photos meant to them, that is extremely inspiring to, you know, to read that. Um, <laughs> some specific examples come to mind, but I feel like it'd be too wordy to just say everything. <laughs> oh, you can give an example if you want. That was all good. So I was dealing with this difficult client and I, you know, the one who defamed me on the internet oh, and, right. you know, I accidentally CC'd the wrong groom. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I cc'd uh, the, you know, it was another John. It was just the wrong email address. And I cc'd a John that, whose wedding I had shot this past year. And he was like, hey, Lauren, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but I'm not the correct John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, with that said, you know, Claire and I, we effing love you. He's like, oh, cool. he's like, listen, if you ever need anyone to talk to, we're here. He's like, I'm going to go to bat for you. He's like, I will write you the best review there ever was on the internet. He's like, I don't believe any of this could have ever been said about you or whatever. And he's just, you know, like that just made me cry all over again, like a oh. thousand times over just to see that. You know, while some people are, you know, not appreciative to say the least, other people like just I mean so much to them or like the work that I did meant so much to them. Like to me, that's, I don't know, really inspiring. That is very inspiring. That's very cool. And, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry to hear about that that problem with the client. I, I saw um, all the comments of support from the community as well. And that's so lovely about our industry, isn't it, as well? It definitely is. That definitely, it meant so much to me, like incredibly, <laughs> you know, I can't even begin to describe because I didn't think anybody would even care. Just like, hey, signing off. No, <laughs> no you can't go. And I'm like, yeah, the, just so many messages of love and support. I'm really overwhelmed and grateful to be part of this community. I wouldn't have Aaron, if I wasn't, you know, part of these groups, like I wouldn't have found him. I don't think most attorneys really 
care about people in our industry, it's really hard to find, I'd imagine, somebody even wanting to deal with this nonsense. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, that, that's all good. That's all good. Cool. Uh, let's change tech again slightly. Um, have you ever met or photographed anyone famous at all? Famous? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> have I met anyone famous even? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I even... I'm really boring. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> it was just a lame question, that's all. It's, just a lame, it's not you, it's a lame question. I mean, unless you consider certain photographers famous, but I've realized that's only in our minds. Yeah. You know, like, we live in our own little world. Like, no one, you know, outside of our industry is ever going to hear from us. No, exactly. <laughs> We're such a niche of a niche, aren't we? We are, really. <laughs> um, what What are you afraid of? Oh, man, I'm such a hypochondriac, really. really. (laughs) Life is, you know, I think about life all the time and, you know, how short it is and uh, Mm. what we choose to to do with it. So I'm obviously afraid of having some, you know, having some disease or something take somebody that I love. Because honestly, at the end of the day, the people we love are all that matter, you know. So every time something bad happens, I just try to remind myself, well, everyone that I love is safe and relatively healthy and that's the most important thing so I guess that is my worst fear is you know that and or you know my husband he travels a lot for a living he flies a lot and I've always been terrified of like a plane crash or something okay yeah I often check like the internet I like google plane crash when you know if he's flying if I have oh no really oh to make sure because I know it would be on the news and that's the one thing he told me since we were dating if anything happened to me it would be all over the news I'm like great so now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just check the Google machine for plane crashes every other day. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that is scary though. It's just when your loved ones are away and traveling. That is never nice, is it? I'm always on find friends, you know, to see where my wife is, even if she's like 10, 15 minutes late or something. So I understand that. Yeah, no, it's just worry. You know, I my grandmother was like that too, and she would always call me at college and send me cards with five dollars in them, and always like panic if she didn't hear back from me right away. And oh. I'm like, God get over it and (laughs) yeah now I know I'm just like her I'm just worrying about everyone all the time (laughs) oh oh it's because you're so caring though isn't it it's because you're so caring it is you care it's cool it's grateful (laughs) (laughs) um I love how you describe on your site the lengths you've been to to get the shot such as you say is like lying under a horse no one's holding you've been stung by bees and more so what, what what's the most dangerous or bizarre situation you've put yourself into to to capture a moment I mean, those were some, some, oh, no, there was a really good one that's not on there. (laughs) Those are definitely legit. But there was one time, this wasn't even almost to get the shot. This was to get a piece of equipment back. I climbed down an elevator shaft. Oh, wow. this like old rickety elevator to get a to get a photo and I put like my flash up on a ledge with a you know the trigger on it and you know to do some OCF stuff and there was no place else to put it and you couldn't fit the light stand in there and it fell down the shaft so oh. I went down the shaft to try to get it back and the elevator started moving. No way I was crushed at the bottom. It was like coming down on my head and then like somebody ran in the elevator and like literally hit the emergency stop button and saved my life. There's oh. no space 
between the bottom of the elevator and the bottom. Like I would have, oh, I would have legitimately died. But <laughs> it's like something from a horror film. <laughs> I know, I still have nightmares. But yeah, I've definitely been under the horse. You know, with laying on my back and like nobody's holding this horse. He was old. He didn't care. I mean, I just kind of lose all sense of self preservation. I've almost been hit by cars like more times than I can count. The girl, you know, the bicycle shot where they're the slow shutter, you know, in the street. I'm in the middle of the street, like laying on the floor in the street, you know, so. That's cool. Pretty much it's... stupid. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting the shot and you're getting the different shots that people who don't do that, um, they don't get. So it's awesome that you do that. Yeah, you get in the zone and you're just like, ah, I have to get it. I, get it. <laughs> I think it was Susanna Barbara. Barbara? I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think, right, yeah, I think you got it there. Yeah, she gave a, a speech at Fearless. It was the first Fearless conference that I ever went to. And she was, like, talking about how she gets in the zone and she has to get the shot. And she'd be, like, running and trip over somebody and just pop right back up and just keep running. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's big. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so me. So I guess it really, you know, I, we have that in common. <laughs> no, that's cool. And were you, were you always like that? Because, you know, I think quite a lot of wedding photographers aspire to be like that, but they're a bit self-conscious you know or they're thinking well what are the what are the guests going to think of me if I'm lying on the ground or something did did you always you not really care about that or did you did it take you a while to get that kind of confidence I can only tell you how many reviews that I have where people have cited the crazy shit that I've done for <laughs> photos because they love it. Like they're, they're just so appreciative that you're working that hard. They don't care if you come up completely covered in hay or like dirt or you're, you're barefoot for the rest of the night because you walked into a lake with socks and shoes on to get a photo for them. You know, they really are just so grateful to have somebody working that hard. And I do not give, one flying you know what (laughs) that is so cool (laughs) that's perfect honestly that's so good that's great so so I guess I I was gonna ask do you get nervous at all shooting weddings or do you not oh before every wedding absolutely like total anxiety attack the whole way there it doesn't even matter that I've shot I don't know 300 weddings or something like that Mm, wow it doesn't go yeah I'm super just super nervous um I just want to do the best job that I can. And I hope that the moments, you know, that there are really amazing moments to capture. That always excites me a little bit, but then I'm nervous because I have to spend a whole day with these people. And, you know, Mm. the verbal diarrhea, it works for me. It gets people comfortable. Um, It, it does, but then you get the wrong client and, you know, they don't find it so funny. You know, I have all these laughing shots in my portfolio and not because I tell people to laugh, but because I make (laughs) people laugh, Mm. but Sometimes, you know, like there's like the one in 200 that just is like going to be offended or something like mm. that. Oh, yeah. You... You know, I have to watch everything I say, but at the same time still try to be myself, which is a really hard balance. And that yeah, that is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's but I still get nervous shooting weddings as well. Um, it's funny. I, I thought it would go, you know, after like seven years, but it doesn't. It, it just doesn't. No, it never never goes. <laughs> no, I do envy the people who don't get nervous. I know, but they say nerves are a good thing, but oh, it just never feels like a good thing. I wonder if those people care. You know? Yeah, I guess maybe. Nervous, caring, really? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Or they're just superhuman. They've got some superhuman non-nervous skills. I would like to have that definitely. Um, what what do you find the most challenging aspect of our job to be? I think the wedding day itself. Um, for me, I'm kind of like a sensitive person. So, you know, we, we do take our share of abuse <laughs> on the wedding day. Um, you know, everybody and their mother is like just kind of 
barking orders at you, making mm-hmm. requests. No one feeds you. You can't pee. I mean, it's <laughs> mentally exhausting. You know, you have 10 minutes for all the portraits in a church parking lot and they expect greatness, you know, mm-hmm. like a recent article or whatever. Um, it's you, to be creative that fast, you know, I have all that pressure on you. Like everyone's like looking at you, like, what do we do now? Like <laughs> if there's one minute of downtime, you know, one minute is an eternity in a <laughs> wedding day. So you don't even have time to think. And it's just, yeah, the whole, it's, it's very, I think more mentally exhausting even than physically for me. Cause I can run, you know, I run, I run like a minimum of 5k, you know, four times a week to stay. Oh, do you? Like, wow. Right to do this so like physically i know i'm there but mentally like it's so exhausting <laughs> mm, it's tough isn't it it is tough and do you get do you find it stressful out, outside of the wedding day you know thinking of like bookings for the next year or you know thinking of the future do you get you know stressed about that or are you just quite cool i've had a good bit of stress for that but it's been mostly um surrounding relocation so i've moved my business across the country twice oh okay and when I started out in the Northeast, I was booking like 28 weddings by my second, by my second year, I had 28 weddings on the, on the books for the next wow, year. Wow. And, um, we just, when things were easy and quiet and I was just getting all these referrals, I had to move and start all over in Colorado. And then I had to, you know, I was just there for like four years and finally things were stabilizing again and I had to move again and I had to start over again. And so we moved all the way back to the Northeast and now we're in New Jersey. So um wow that was, is a lot of relocation yeah so the only times I've really stressed have been like going to like a new location not having those referrals because you know that's really the easy street I don't even advertise anymore I'm on easy street now this is the long because this is the longest we've lived anywhere oh, okay. uh, <laughs> for some time so it's it's much it's everything I ever dreamed of. <laughs> oh that's cool I'd have to start over somewhere new oh, man so so do you have have a lot of your kind of bookings, have they been in the past from past um, clients then? Is that one of your biggest? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mostly referral based. I do get a, like the oddball, like the odd here and there from the organizations that I'm part part of, um, you know, like the Fear, like Fearless and ISPWP yeah. and this one, you know, uh, I get the odd booking there. Um, but I, this year, none of my weddings even came from the Nod. I don't advertise there. I don't advertise anywhere. It's just referrals and Cool. Well, that's good, though, isn't it? I mean, that means you're doing a good job as well if, um, you know, past referrals are, are coming to you. Well, like I said, you know, it, it is a tricky balance. You show your yourself, you know, your personality and people become genuinely attached, you know, and they, you know, they do refer you out of their heart for years and years to come. And it's great. You know, I still had referrals from Pennsylvania. So I still go to Pennsylvania because that's where I started my business, you know, all those years ago. I just married off last year a bride whose senior portraits I shot nine years ago. She oh, was, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, I, you know, they if they don't want to forget you. They never will. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. That's, that's really cool. Um, What do you do? What's the first thing you do after you shot a wedding and you get back home? What's the first thing you do? Oh, I make a really stiff drink. <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> I also have a hot tub or a bath you know I usually like my blood pressure drops and so I just need to get like warm get a buzz on go to sleep and then yeah have lovely anxiety dreams until morning oh no do you literally after a wedding (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so sick after weddings I don't do doubles anymore because um it was just physically and mentally too too much for me you know I I was it's really gross but I I sweat a lot 
<laughs> after weddings, like the whole night, and I have to change my clothes like three times. The after doubles, I was throwing up on the third day. Oh, That's no. how hard I push myself. So I'm not doing doubles anymore this year, which is why I have a few less weddings. But I'm really happy for it because I was just so sick I couldn't even function, and that sucks too because that's my kids' day off from school. You know, Sunday if I were shoot a wedding Friday and Saturday, Sunday they have off, and I, I don't even I can't even see them. I'm just like a zombie. It's terrible. So yeah, I don't oh, do that anymore. A very good decision not to do that anymore. <laughs> <I> think, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think, Laurel, this has been awesome. I think we've got time just for one more question. Um, what, in your opinion, makes a good wedding photographer? Um, I, I really think it all comes back to just caring about enough about what you do and about your clients and the work to to really work. You know, I can shoot weddings for the next 10 years if I want and never grow you know, never learn anything new. And I'll probably take a long time to, you know, fizzle out and be out of business in like this selective coloring world with like, you know, these super old guys. Um, but I think you just have to keep going, you know, you just have to like keep staying inspired somehow and staying motivated to work hard and to keep learning and to keep growing or, you know, that's the best, that's the thing that makes really great photographers is that they never stop learning they just keep going and they keep trying to be better and better as soon as you stop trying to be better you're you know you're just gonna plateau and you know go downhill as the world will outgrow you <laughs> mm -hmm. that's awesome advice I was just nodding away again there it's a shame you can't see me nodding but I was just nodding I'm like, like, oh, tangent, I'm on here. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally not be answering the question anymore at all <laughs> <laughs> oh no Lauren that was brilliant thank you that was such oh man thank you so much for your time there um and your openness and honesty and just that was so interesting you gave such great bits of information and advice thank you thank you so much Alan this was a really fun cool opportunity and you know it's good for me to kind of revisit some of my own thoughts sometimes too so <laughs> oh, that's cool I'm glad you enjoyed it I love talking to you as, as you we said just before we came, uh, we started recording it. It's funny for me because obviously we've we've talked, but just over Messenger, and so it's lovely to see you and hear your voice, and it's really cool. Yeah, I know you have you have a cute accent going too, so that's all <laughs> fun. I'm like, oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, and I hope we get to meet you in the flesh one day. And you're not coming to WPPI, are you? But if you come over to England some next time, and um, you know, come over to a TIR party, and it's a long way for you to come, but it'd be cool to meet I you. I was there last year, you know, when we. When we went to England after we were in Ekinna, so I really oh, like yeah. uh, Where I were you? Like Did you go to London? Or? Yeah, we were in London, and then we went to Stonehenge, wherever part of England that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really directionally challenged, so. That's funny. That's, I'm, I'm all for geography as well, even in England. But, I've, yeah, I've never actually visited Stonehenge, but I've driven past what? it loads. <laughs> I know, I know. I've driven past it, and you slow down in the car like everyone else, and you yeah, look at yeah, it. it's the same. <laughs> Did you actually walk around? Was it quite cool to to walk around it? Yeah, but like you said, I mean, you you see it, you you just check it out. It's a box, you know. You check it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I, so. I live in um, Cornwall, which is about well, it's about five hours by train from London, so it's it's quite far. But oh, okay, yeah, you're out there. <laughs> yeah, but and any other time, I, I'd love to, I'd love to meet you someday. It's cool. Yeah, and thank I'm, you. I'm sure our paths will cross somehow. I mean, I haven't yeah. met anything this year, but uh, I, I'm going to start going to things again soon. So as soon as <laughs> this other nonsense is over. So. Oh, yeah. I hope that's over soon. I hope <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Awesome, Lauren. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome.
thank you, Alan. Have a great night <laughs> and enjoy your weekend coming up. And you. Thanks again, <laughs> Lauren. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 16th episode of the This Reportage podcast. I thought Lauren was fab. Really enjoyed talking to her and I hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com to see the specific reportage award that Lauren talks about in the podcast, as well as links to more of her fab work. If you enjoyed the podcast today, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes to be notified when each new weekly episode is ready, bringing you advice, tips and backstories from some of the world's best photographers each week. And if you have a few minutes to give us a review, that would be massively appreciated. Each review increases the chance of these fab people getting heard by more and more listeners. And if you're not yet a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 reportage award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts and more. No poses, nothing staged. This is reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm-hmm.